What's good, everybody? I'm Joe. This is your Daily Shot of Inspiration. Thank you so much for being here for the very special weekend interview series. That's correct. On Sundays, we talk to inspiring people to hopefully inspire you to get out into the world and start living your best life. Whatever that means for you. That's the key with all of this, especially with this podcast. All of these things that I'm sharing, it's for you to step in to the best version of your self but you need to figure out what that best self is by uncovering layers of the onion that you are by going deep within you can do this you have all of the answers within you before we get into the stumbling over my words before we get into this episode i want to let you know that you can now subscribe to the daily shot of inspiration It's $3.99 a month. You can think of it as buying me a cup of joe for your daily shot once a month. And with that, you will get ad-free episodes. You'll also get weekly oracle card reads. You'll also get bi-weekly meditations and all other kinds of fun content that I am creating just for the subscription section of the podcast. So if you don't want to hear the ads, you don't have to. You can help support the podcast as we grow and bloom. And that is part of this, is part of the monetization of the podcast to help the podcast grow, to get more souls in here helping me create and produce this content. And I'm super thankful to have my partner Tina working with me as my producer as we start moving forward in 2023. We are really focusing on the podcast and the growth of the show to add more value to all of you. With that in mind, it is Sunday right now. If you're listening on Sunday, that means tomorrow is January 9th, which is the first day of the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind group in Zoom that you can join. We gather every Monday night for the every Monday in January from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's $100. We hang out for an hour. There's group coaching. There's meditations. We pull oracle cards. We support and uplift everybody on our journey to creating and manifesting our best reality. The link to sign up for that is down in the show notes. And one more thing, the free discovery calls are back. Now, I'm going to say this in the most loving way that I can. If you sign up for a discovery call and you don't show up, you ghost me, you don't get any more discovery calls. And that might sound harsh, but if I'm showing up for you, the right thing to do is you show up for me. So if you do take that step and set up a free call, reach out, let's talk, let's see if we are a right fit to work together. Maybe there's somebody else that you're supposed to work with and I know that person. And I can say, hey, you know what? It might be a good idea for you to work with that person. They can probably actually help you better than I can. Either way, the free discovery calls are back. If you're ready to take that first step in peeling away the layers of the onion of yourself, please hit that link, set up that call. Let's talk and let's get you moving forward in the direction of your passion, your purpose, your bliss. And now I promise I'm going to stop and we are going to get into this episode, episode, into this episode with Katie Bean. So today we're talking to Katie B. Katie B is on a mission to be the change that she wants to see in the world. She empowers individuals and teams to focus inward to increase happiness and sustain satisfying and productive lives. Katie works to improve campus well-being as the Director of Prevention and Advocacy at your Sinus College. With over 15 years of teaching in a variety of settings, Katie felt called to become a yoga teacher in 2017 to share with others the healing power of yoga that she experienced in her own life. Her first book, Fragile Thoughts, a healing memoir, will be out in May of 2023 with New Degree Press. You can find all of Katie's information in the show notes below, along with places that you can practice and study and work with Katie. In this conversation, we explore her process on writing her new memoir, 
fragile thoughts. This is a really inspiring conversation. And one of the things that I want to point out, and we touch on it in the episode, is that Katie has a full-time job. Katie has a full-time job. Katie has a full-time job. And I say that because a lot of people that are on the show don't have full-time jobs. Their full-time job is whatever it is that we're talking about. And I want to point that out because here is someone that has a full-time job and is writing and exploring her passions outside of that full-time job. And I say that because if Katie is doing it, you can do it too. We all need to drop these excuses of, I can't, I have this job and I don't have time. The more we stay in the space of the I can'ts, the more our brain shows us why we can't. But if we start moving in that space of, yes, I can, I'll figure it out, our brain supports us as we figure it out. Now I invite you to enjoy this episode with Katie Bean. Hey everybody, thank you all for being here. I'm Joe, this is the Daily Shot of Inspiration. You all just heard the intro today. I am talking with Katie Bean. Katie Bean, thank you for being here. <laughs> and I, I wanna say Happy New Year and thanks everybody for listening and for being, being part of the Daily Shot. And thank you for being the first guest of the year and for chatting about everything that, that you've created so far and what you are continuing creating and manifesting and bringing into your reality. So let's get right into it. Katie, if you can tell us all just in your own words, a little bit about yourself, your journey, what got you from, I believe, working in DC, correct? Mm -hmm. to, yeah. to, to where you are now, because I think it is a big it's important for other people to hear the process, you know, that we go through in making changes in our life, going from one space to another space. So I'm going to throw it right over to you, Katie. Tell us, tell us about yeah. yourself. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. And it's an honor to be the first uh, in the new year. So thank you so much for that. You're um, yeah. I mean, life is a crazy whirlwind of events, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it is. So, <laughs> It's it's hard for me to even think about, oh, where do I start? But I guess let me start just with where, where I'm at now, and then I can kind of backtrack to how I got here. Um, so right now, I'm excited to say that my lifelong dream of publishing a book is about to be real. My book will be out in May. Um, and the book is really about all of the different turning points in my life, the different transitions that I've been through, the challenges, the traumas, all the all the things that at the time you think, oh, crap, this is hard and horrible, but really it's all the winding road that gets you to exactly where you're meant to be in your life. Um, and so I feel that right now I feel very, very grounded and centered, and this is exactly where I'm meant to be. And if I didn't have all those traumas and tragedies and difficult things, I would not be where I am today. So I'm actually very grateful for all of the difficulties I've endured that we've all like, and you know, we've all endured them, right? I'm not unique in that mm -hmm. way. Um, and so what the book tries to do is, is frame that, uh, for myself as my own, I mean, I wrote it as my own healing journey to kind of process everything that I've been through. Mm -hmm. Um, and it helped me realize that, wow, it all was meant to be right. Like it all was supposed to happen. It was all divinely directed. Mm -hmm. Um, and I truly believe that now, and I can't say I've always believed that. So it's pretty wild to even say that out loud right now. And, <laughs> and feel at peace with that because there's been some, some really difficult things, uh, for sure. And you, you mentioned I was in DC. So in my adult life, I, um, you know, after my master's degree in higher education, I went to work in DC and that job was extremely difficult and challenging and taxing. And, um, I was working 50 hours a week, then 60 hours a week, and it, it only grew, and I really needed to separate from that. So that was, that was one of the big turning points um, and transitions, but there were many throughout, throughout my life. Mm -hmm. So if, if I can ask, um, what were you doing in DC, and then what really was that catalyst within you to say, okay, I'm going to kind of leave. Cause I believe I saw it on your website. Uh, I think I wrote this down that you, you took the leap 
to match your own philosophy for caring for the whole body, which I completely love. Yes. But could you talk about that <laughs> a little bit? What exactly is that? Um, besides now being an author, what is it that you do with people to, you know, look mm -hmm. the whole person? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So when I was working in D.C., the job was um, at a private university there. And the job, and I still work in higher education, actually. It's my full-time job. Um, the job there was, I was the assistant director for the Center for Alcohol and Other Drug Education. And so I was working with college students around health, wellness, substance use, how substances played a role in their lives, all very critical and important and something I still do day to day. But that specific place I was working uh, was very business focused, was just not my style, not my scene. And we were so driven into uh, customer service in a way that was not the whole person, mm -hmm. as, as I soon learned after taking the job. I was there for about four years, and it just was not in alignment. And my body was telling me this, right? So, of course, I was, I was sad. I was tired. I was not feeling great um, with, with the work. But because I was still trying to, you know, full steam ahead, I have to prove myself. This is my first job out of grad school and I'm going to make it in the city. And, you know, all this stuff I had in my head that like everyone, you know, everyone's counting on me to like do, do this work, which, you know, was really self-generated. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, it started to show up in my physical health. And so I started getting migraines. I started getting stomach pains, which I learned later was a stomach ulcer. Mm -hmm. um, I started, I even broke out in stress hives. My whole body was covered in these hives. I went to the doctor immediately and <laughs> it was the same doctor for all my other things. And he was like, you are stressed out. Wow. <laughs> I'm telling you right now it's stress. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I had to leave, but I was, I was so afraid at the time of leaving. I thought that that meant I would, it, I was a failure that I couldn't do the job I was hired to do or, or just expectations that maybe others have for me, not just my colleagues, but my family, you know, I, I thought if I couldn't do this job, then I'm nothing. Like I put my worth into the job, which was, it's just not healthy. Right. right? right. Um, and so finally, finally, I was able to take the leap to find a job that was more centered on holistic health and well-being. And while um, I still focus with I, substances and substance education is still a part of what I do, um, I moved more into the wellness realm and was able to move back home, mm -hmm. uh, which is around this area of Philadelphia, and, um, and was able to find a much better job that was much more aligned uh, and, and gave me peace and peace of mind. Um, and so I'm, I now work with students around, like I said, health and wellness, the whole, all six different dimensions of well-being and how they're interconnected. Um, and having my, even my own story as an example of the interconnection of physical health and mental health, they're clearly tied together. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't pay attention to one, you, you're going to have to pay, you know, the, w the way that they're tied is so clear and obvious. Right. One of my favorite quotes is, if you don't pay attention to your wellness, you'll be forced to pay attention to your illness. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and that's what happened to me. So it was like, if I don't, if I don't take care of myself and align myself with, with what I think is more suited for me, then this is, this, this is going to kill me. And my doctor even said that to me. He said, your job is going to kill you. You have, you need a new job. Mm -hmm. Um, and luckily, I was able to do that. <laughs> and I love the fact that you have a full-time job mm -hmm. and you wrote a book. I think sometimes people have this idea of, like, I'm going to take the leap, right? I'm taking the leap and I'm leaving a corporate job or a mm -hmm. full-time job mm -hmm. to write a book or to do these things. And you still have the full-time job. You've and from what I'm hearing is mm -hmm. you figured out what it is that you enjoy doing mm -hmm. and then found how to make like your skill set work in a way that mm -hmm. it works with you. So instead of saying I'm where I think a lot of people quit a job and say, I'm going to go try this mm -hmm. or that because I'm not finding what it is. And from right. what I'm hearing, it's like you were like, this is my skill set. I'm going to find a job that serves me. 
mm-hmm. as opposed to the mm-hmm. other way. And then can, can you talk about that a little bit? Having uh, the full-time job and mm-hmm. writing a book. And, and, and I, <laughs> I say it in a way because I, I want the, the listeners that are here to realize that you can have a full-time job and mm-hmm. do other things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it started with, um, so I'm, I'm a yoga teacher as well, went through yoga teacher training in 2017. And I think many people have a full-time job and teach yoga on the side, mm-hmm. right? That That's like a, a common right. one. Um, and so I was doing that. And then I was finding that one of my, one of my biggest skill sets is public speaking, mm-hmm. um, which is really ironic because I had a speech impediment as a kid and was absolutely petrified of public speaking. And now it's just part of my job. I, I do presentations and talks with groups of students, uh, large groups up to, you know, 300, 400 students at a time sometimes. Um, and it's one of, it's, it's a skill set I have. And um, so I started turning not just my, uh, you know, yoga classes on the side, but also public speaking on the side. Um, and so I was doing that as, and that kind of grew. I was, I was being asked to go to other colleges, mm-hmm. speaking to their students. Um, but also to businesses, uh, local companies to either do, at first it started as doing yoga classes, but then it turned into meditation conversations, and then it turned into kind of a little bit of motivational speaking as well. And so as all of that evolved and continues to evolve, I still do that, um, it, it kind of showcases like the idea that you can take all the different things that you love to do, all the different skills that you have, and create the life you want, you know, create where it fits, how it fits into your day to day. Um, I'm very lucky that working on a college campus, I've had off now for two weeks for the winter break. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been writing and revising and writing and revising my book Uh nonstop, you know, eight, nine hours a day um, while I'm off from the other job. So it's, you know, it's a balance. It's always a balance. but if it's my passion, which it is, then it doesn't feel like work, right? right? So when I, after a day of work, which my day job is also my passion, I, I enjoy it. It doesn't drain mm-hmm. me. Um, when, I'm, when I come home, I love writing. So I'm writing, I'm journaling, I'm, you know. And so it's just all things I love to do. They're all hobbies, right? If you think about it as hobbies and passions, mm-hmm. then it's not, it's not taxing. It's not draining at all. Right. I love, I love the way you said that so much. Because and looking at these things as hobbies, instead of saying oh, I have this side hustle and this side hustle, mm-hmm. uh, because I think there's just something that comes along with the ener- energy of a side mm-hmm. hustle. Just and again, this is just my yes. own thing. That's like, oh, I got this side hustle. Like I'm hustling. Like I'm doing extra. Yes. But if it's just a hobby, right? That you love doing. Yes. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna sit down and write. Um, like for me, I find myself sitting uh, on in my living room on my floor with my <laughs> giant iMac on my coffee table. Instead of sitting at my mm-hmm. desk, like it's very close. I just literally put my computer on my coffee table. I sit on the floor on my, my meditation cushion and I'll, I'll edit <laughs> video or I'll do photo work or I'll write or I'll create mm-hmm. like work on my podcast. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sitting on my floor in my house. Like this is comfy. And it's like, Right. So I never feel like, oh, I have to do this work and edit this podcast. I'm like, I'm going to sit on my floor and I'm going to have fun doing this thing that I yes. really enjoy. But it has taken a long time to be okay with mm-hmm. um, enjoying it. I think us silly humans sometimes yeah. have that idea like, I feel bad because I enjoy what I'm doing. It's like the I feel bad for succeeding in a way or actually mm-hmm. living the life I want because other people aren't weird thing that yes. happens in the, in the, in our mind. But I love that. Like yes, they're just I, hobbies that you love doing. Yes. And I can relate to that so much when you said, you know, you almost feel bad that you love what you do because others don't. And you, you know, you hear that from friends or people in your life that, you know, all oh, work or, you know, their job or whatever they're doing is, is not what they're, they're not happy about it. They're not enjoying Mm -hmm. it. And I just, I just love everything I do. (laughs) And, and so I'm very grateful for that. And I know that that is a luxury and that's, that's a a blessing. 
Um, and I, I try to just stay grounded in that. Like, you know, I get to do what I love to do. I get to help people, which is an amazing, rewarding feeling every day. And um, sure, there's some things that, about my job that are like, you know, not my favorite, maybe some paperwork now and then or whatever. There's there's always pieces of things, but it doesn't feel like a hustle. And when I was in D.C. at that job, even though it was it was similar, that was a hustle. I was constantly hustling and like forcing myself to have to to, to put in more work. It just, it just felt different. It felt even, um, yeah, I mean, hustle is such a good word to describe what I'm not doing anymore. Uh -huh. I'm not hustling for anyone's, um, you know, I'm not hustling even for people's approval. I'm not hustling for anyone else's, um, approval to make me feel worthy in my own self. Like I am as I am and feeling great about it. I don't need to prove it to anyone. Right. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. I wanted to take a really quick break right now just to remind you that the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind Group starts tomorrow, January 9th from 7 to 8 p.m. We meet in Zoom. It's group coaching, group accountability. It's a lovely community that will help and uplift you on your journey of creating your best reality. If you want to be part of this mastermind, hit the link down in the show notes, sign up, and I will see you tomorrow night in the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind Group. Now let's get back to this conversation with Katie Bean. I, I love that, and that is so inspiring. And and with that, um, what then, you know, in following and doing what you love and enjoying it, what what inspired you to, to write your book? And tell us the name yes, of the book. So Oh, yes. The name is Fragile Thoughts, A Healing Memoir. Um, it, it took a, it, it's, it's interesting to even say that out loud. It's like, wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, partly because I have my journal right next to me. My journal that I, I was give, gifted back when I was, I was in college. So I was probably 20. Um, it's a beautiful leather journal with gold trim pages and it's engraved on the front it says it's engraved to say fragile thoughts oh. and this is because i was i was gifted this from a very thoughtful person who i had said that that line that term mm -hmm. fragile thoughts as a way of like oh in my poetry that's what i call my poetry so he gifted me this and i i treasure it um and so it's just so i don't know i don't even know the words it just it feels just <laughs> fabulous to know that I'm going to have a published book with that, with that title. Mm. Um, but anyway, how did I, how did I come to it? Um, manifestation, Joe. Yes, yes <laughs> of course. So tell us about it. Yeah. So, so really, um, I have a practice for around the winter solstice or the new year, which is, um, journaling. Obviously mm -hmm. I do that a lot, uh, -huh. uh but journaling to create a word of the year for the next year. So it's, I spend a lot of time doing the year in review, writing about the highs, the lows, what went well, what did I learn, all these things. And then I write about the next year and what I want to manifest, what I want to have happen, maybe goals, but also thinking about it as like, what what feelings do I want to embody? How do I want to mm -hmm. live? Um, and through all of that, I whittle it down and I come up with a word of the year. And this practice has been done by many people. I first learned it, I uh, want to give credit to Rachel Brathen. Mm -hmm. Um, the podcast conversations from the heart. Um, and so, but I've been doing it for years, so I kind of have tweaked it to make it my own. Anyway, in 2020, at the end of 2020 pandemic year, I was writing and I found my word of 2021, which was healing. And I had a lot of healing that I wanted to do. Of course, our world had a lot of healing that we needed to do after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was going to be my focus for the year. And I wrote that down. I wrote a few goals that were related to that. Read more. I think I said I wanted to read five books that year because I'd really not read as much as I have throughout my life I, over 2020 for whatever uh -huh. reason. And um, and I wanted to journal daily, which I kind of was already doing, but that was a part mm -hmm. of it. And within, I think it was three days later, um, my yoga teacher, Kate Goodyear at Nectar Yoga Studio in Phoenixville, mm -hmm reached out to me and said, hey, I've been thinking I want to start a book club at the studio to keep people engaged because it's still pandemic times and uh, that's really your thing. So do you want to run it? And I was like, yeah, I want to run a book club. That sounds amazing. That sounds just in line, uh, you know, totally aligned with what I'm thinking about for myself mm -hmm. right now. 
And I read, I think, 19 books that year through the book club and other books that I was reading. And I journaled so much that I had written most of my book that wow. year. Um, you know, that's what the word of the year has done for me, mm -hmm. you know. And then the very next year, right, the end of 2021, I'm writing my practice again. Uh -huh. And my word of 2022 was freedom is what I came mm -hmm. to. And that meant a lot of different things to me. Um, one of it meant financial freedom. One of it meant, um, freedom from giving a crap about what other people think of uh -huh. me. <laughs> That's a great one. That was a big mm -hmm. one. <laughs> That's a big one. And what better way to test that than put out all of my most, uh, insecure and fragile thoughts, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a, that's a great step to say, Hey, look at me. I don't care what you think. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but also I want, I wanted to, I've always wanted to write a book, right? Writing has been my passion for my whole life. And so I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to put this out there. And on LinkedIn on January 1st, 2022, mm -hmm. I said, this is the year I'm going to publish my memoir. And I can't even believe it. I'm like in the middle of it. I have a publisher. It's happened all within a year of saying it. And actually within a month of putting that on LinkedIn, I had different people respond and, oh, I know this person. I know that person. And then that's how I found the publisher in the first place. Wow. Um, so it's really about putting it out there, it's putting your intentions out in the world, saying what you really want and believing that you can have it. Um, and also I think it has to do with me anyway. It has to do with writing, hmm. even writing down your goals. You're more likely to achieve them, right? We know that from tons of research. Yeah. And so just writing it down allowed it to be heard by the universe. Right. It's like you bring it to and, life. And then it happens. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why writing it, writing things down is so important because we actually are, you know, putting it like we're bringing it out of mm -hmm. our head into existence. Mm -hmm. And then it's exactly it, it's up to us to keep to keep going. So can you share a little maybe um, like the behind the scenes story of mm -hmm. your writing process and from just, you know, going from journaling to that mm -hmm. post to then finding the publisher to make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, just a little insight of uh, maybe that first step of connecting with your publisher sure sure um so I'm, I'm grateful to have found it's new degree press is the publisher um and they're actually a hybrid uh publishing company which is something i didn't know about prior to this whole process mm -hmm. but you know there's traditional publishing where you have an idea the publisher buys your the rights to buys the idea pays you for it you write it, they publish it, they do all the marketing, and then they get most of the money and they give you a portion. That's traditional publishing. Mm -hmm. Self-publishing, so many people are doing nowadays, you know, with Amazon and other things. You write whatever you want, you publish it, they kind of, per, per order, they uh, print mm -hmm. it and you get almost 100% of the proceeds because you have to pay per printing that happens. Right. So hybrid publishing that I found in the middle is... The, I'm working with this company, this publishing company who gives me access to lots of editors and different staff who, um, if I was self-publishing on my own, I would not have, I would have to find editors and pay them hourly kind uh -huh. of thing. So in this program that I'm a part of, it's actually a cohort based program, which I love. Uh -huh. So we meet weekly, we have like classes, we learn about the publishing process, and then we meet with our editors one-on-one -on -one each week as well. So it's very, um, it's very focused, mm -hmm. right? Because you have these, these set times, um, and the editors kind of, I didn't even, I never knew this either. There's four different editors I've worked with so far, a developmental editor, a structural editor, a revisions editor, and then I'll get a copy editor soon. Mm -hmm. I'm almost there. Um, and through these different editing phases, I'm learning how to be a better writer. It's fascinating. Um, I'm loving this process. I'm learning, um, different skills, different techniques. Um, and so I have all this content and I have all this information in my brain and they're really helping me put it in a way that's going to be, that's going to flow the best. That's, that's going to be like, you know, received the best with their expertise. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's the process I'm in right now and it'll, the book will be out in May. Um, and so how did I even find this company? A friend of mine, again, I put it online 
networking, a friend of a friend said this and that, and then I found this, this cohort, um, this program. So I applied for the program. It's actually out of Georgetown University, back to DC, which is kind of mm-hmm. funny. And um, they said, you know, it's, I had to apply. It's a program. I had to apply to it. Um, I got in. And, um, then I deferred it uh-huh. <laughs> because I was like, wait, this is bad timing. Um, this, this is a lot. And then I got into the next cohort, uh, when it started again. And that started in June mm-hmm. of this year. So all of that, that I described all the different editors, that's only been in the last six months. Wow. Um, it's a really wild, wild process. Um, but I think they're really helping me make this book better. They're making they're they're making it. It's going to be really good because it's my ideas. It's all my thoughts. Um, and the best part is they're helping with all of this publishing. But then once it goes to print, uh, it's entirely mine. I have not sold any of my rights to them. I own it completely. Ah, that's great. That's great. And such an interesting, an interesting process. So with that, if you can go back in time and mm-hmm. give yourself one piece of advice before starting this Ooh. process, what would you tell yourself? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I would say, I would say to like, don't let your own fears and your own, you know, I had so many different worries about, oh no, people are actually gonna, actually going to read this. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh no, like, you know, and it really did hold me back for a little while. You know, I was looking at journals the other day. I do write all the time. So I've been looking, I've been sifting through, and a lot of the content has come from the past mm-hmm. as well. Um, and the other day I found from 2018, my word of the year exercise, I said, I have a big idea. I think I want to write a book, and this is what it would be about. All these turning points, all these transitions. And that was in 2018. So like it's it took a while for this to actually happen, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, you know, don't be afraid of it and also don't don't think it's going to happen in, in a day. Um, it's certainly, it's a process, right? If, if, you know, to write a book or to do any, any dream that you have. Um, it might take a little while. Don't get discouraged. Um, but also don't be afraid of, of success of actually letting it happen. Right. I love that point. Don't be afraid of success. And I think sometimes unconsciously we end up creating roadblocks and struggles along the way because we're mm-hmm. actually afraid of what if I actually do write my book? What if I actually succeed? Then what happens? Then, oh crap, then everyone's going to read my thoughts. Right, <laughs> right. Oh man, I still struggle with that. I'm not going to lie. Um, that, that's still something I'm, I'm thinking about. But, well, but yeah, it's happening. And I think that's the one thing that maybe held me back a little bit. So that would be my piece of advice is don't, don't let it, mm-hmm. don't let it hold you and back. And one thing I would love to touch on with that story is that in 2018, you set this intention and wrote it down that you were going to yep. write the book, um, which is now happened, right? It is, is a reality. And sometimes we have this intention, this goal that we're manifesting into our life, but we're not, we know we want it, but we're not quite yet. Um, expand it enough as a, mm-hmm. as a being mm-hmm. to actually hold being the author or, you know, doing whatever it is that we're trying to manifest. So it's as if over the years from 2018 until now, you were actually expanding to be mm-hmm. in the space, mm-hmm. to hold it, to be vulnerable enough to say, okay, now I'm going to let you in to read my book. But we, and I yes. think that's with all of our manifestations. We really have to be in that space of being able to receive actually what we mm-hmm. want. And sometimes it takes absolutely a month. Sometimes it takes a couple of years to actually get into the space of of doing it and creating it. But mm-hmm. another thing that I like about that, from what I'm gathering, is you've been writing just about every day. Yeah. You know, so it's yes. part of it. So it's like all of that, I think, was probably really creating everything as you were being able to receive it. Right, right. And writing, you know, again, it's a hobby. It's a thing I enjoy. I, I you know, I, I love my journaling practice. And so, yeah, the switch of 
these are my journal entries to this is now a public, you know, this will be published and people can read it. It did take some, some shifting, um, some perspective shifting. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, knowing that this has been a dream for a long time. I mean, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an author, right? Like this is, this is like also a childhood dream. Um, when I was a kid, I always thought I wanted to publish a, a book of my poetry. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, that's that's when I was a child. But what I what I did, which is pretty amazing, is I put a few of the poems throughout the book. Because when I'm writing about my childhood, I I'm, here's a poem explaining how I was feeling at the time. I wrote this when I was, you know, in 1994. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting that I kind of I kind of did that. I did my childhood dream. I did publish not a whole book of poetry, but my poetry is going to be published. Wow. wow, that blows my yeah, mind. Yeah, <laughs> that's so awesome. So, and, and thank you for sharing that. And now I want to ask, so what inspired little Katie to pick up the pen? Mm. Yeah, so serendipitously, um, I was born with a speech impediment. And it wasn't just one of those ones that you grow out of. Um, so a lot of times when kids, they mis- misspeak and, and say words, you know, it's cute and everyone, oh, look at the way they say that word and that's uh-huh. cute. And then they get their adult teeth grown in and then they don't say that uh-huh. anymore. But mine was um, a lateral emission lisp and so it was not based on, I, I wasn't going to grow out of it. It wasn't, it wasn't mm-hmm. like that. So I had to go to speech therapy for all the way through sixth grade, so kindergarten through sixth grade. And as you can imagine, kids are mean. Yep. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> I you know, I was afraid to talk as a kid at home. I, I spoke and my family was loving and wonderful, but at school I didn't want to, I didn't want to talk. Um, and so I had to be creative, right? I had to write notes to my friends and pass it to them. Um, I wrote just kind of as a way to communicate for a long time as mm-hmm. a kid. Um, I was never in trouble in class, right? I was the one who was looking like I was writing notes the whole time. I was really writing my own. I was journaling when I was trying, you know, instead of paying attention in class, um, <laughs> just writing my own thoughts because I wouldn't be the one, you know, chatting with the, the kid behind mm-hmm. me. Um, so it really made me go inward as a kid um, and write. And that's one of the examples of how everything has led me to where I'm meant to be. That speech impediment was really hard as a kid, mm-hmm. right? Um, I had to go to that uh, that special trailer outside of the school. Right. I don't know if this was your experience, mm-hmm. but yep. <laughs> um, where I had to, you know, be taken out of my classes, taken away from my friends and put in a special trailer. I had to do that every day for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally was able to speak properly in sixth grade. But by sixth grade, I mean, that's, that's a long, (laughs) that was hard. Yeah. 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 So that really led me to want to write, but then also I I loved it. Right. So Mm -hmm. it it created this passion for writing and it made it a hobby, even as a kid. And like, thank goodness I had a speech impediment, right? Like I can look back at it, back at it now and say, that was, that was divinely directed. I think I was, that was meant to happen. Mm -hmm. Of course, at the time, I would have never said that. I would have said this is a, a travesty. Right, but, right. You know, but that's an, a great example of, of everything I talk about in the book is how everything that happens, even though it might feel difficult and and hard at the time, um, have that faith, have that hope that it's all as it should be. Yes, exactly. It's all happening in the divine order that it's supposed to happen. And exactly. I'm a big believer that we... We all choose you know, to take on this form that we're that we've taken on. Right? Yes. Like our, I also believe that our yeah. soul agreed, you know, to come mm. onto this spinning rock at this time to do whatever it is. But we got to learn those lessons mm-hmm. to get us to where to yes. where we are. And the same thing for me as I've been doing, you know, went through my coaching training and then you know being coached and working with coaches and under, uh, uncovering more of myself looking at my past and mm-hmm. being like all of that shit I went through was to get me to where I am now to share those experiences, even though it was yes. a shitstorm mm-hmm. at the time, <laughs> right? The, the mm-hmm. gold that came out of that shitstorm is actually priceless, but it's like, you can't see yes. it when it's happening. You're just like, what, what really this is happening now? What is this? <laughs> but it's like, 
Exactly. And it's, it's so hard in the moment, which is a constant practice I'm trying to do, is all the time remind myself that, that everything is happening as it mm-hmm. should. But man, when it's happening, yeah, that's hard. Um, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still working on it. But, but when it's over and you can look back with 2020 vision and say, ah, yes, right? Like it, it's such a, a relief, mm-hmm. um, I think, to, to kind of make that realization of like everything was putting me on this path to have me here today. And today is great, you know? So I'm feeling really good really aligned. I'm sure some horrible tragedy is going to happen again shortly, right? Uh-huh. I mean, that's how it is. And when that happens, I'm hopeful that I've trained myself enough to be able to handle it and say, this too is as it's supposed mm-hmm. to be, right? That's the practice anyway. Yes, exactly. I I was never a, a video game player. Not that there's anything wrong mm-hmm. with that for all of you everybody listening that enjoys your video games but i like to use the analogy of our life being like a video game right like we we're going Mm -hmm. through it we we have some challenges we get to the end of one level and we have to slay a dragon and we slay that dragon and then we get to the next level and things are going okay and flowing but then there's usually another lesson or something happens and then there's another dragon that needs to be slayed for us to take yep. the next step mm-hmm. in our process. And the more I've come to that realization that when when the dragons start showing up, I'm like, okay, now it's time to go to battle because I'm about to mm-hmm. level up. So instead of being in the woe yes. is me space of, you know, I just turned my cheek to the right and I got punched. I turned to the left, I got punched and then someone punched me in the belly. And then someone, you know, it's like the universe <laughs> just keeps giving me cheap shots and I don't understand when we can be mm-hmm. in in the moment and be mindful and be like, okay, I'm not going to go, why is this happening? Or woe is me. I'm going to say, okay, the dragon is really close and I better get my sword out yep. and get ready mm-hmm. because something's coming and I'm about to level up. But it's really. I love that. That is such a, a great analogy to describe it. I, I'm like nerding out over that right now. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. yes. Uh, but it's really freaking hard when yeah. oh yeah. When we keep mm-hmm. sorry everybody, but when you keep getting kicked in the balls, you're like, seriously, universe, yeah. come on. But that's when mm-hmm. we really have to come back to the present and be in the in the present moment, which it's one of those things that's like why mindfulness is so important. Because it's like, oh, we'll just mm-hmm. be mindful. And the words sound easy. But it's the practice of of actually, Mm -hmm. can I be present right now? Right? Like when I was at the doctor's, I had a doctor's appointment this morning Mm -hmm. and um, it's very close, but the doctor moved since I moved, I moved back to the Pocono area and I Mm -hmm. used to go to this doctor when I was little and they were in this cute little red building that looked like a barn, you know, on this cute windy road. Now they're in, you know, like an actual little strip mall office complex, but my GPS took me the completely wrong way to a completely different area. And I'm like, man. So it was like all of these things kept throwing me around. And I'm like, all right, I have to record a podcast. I'm supposed to be 15 minutes early for this appointment. I'm all over the place. I really don't even know where the office is because the app sent me somewhere else. Um, you know, so then I found it and I got there. I'm like, okay, great. Now they're going to do my blood pressure. And I'm sure my blood pressure is elevated <laughs> because I was trying to get here in time. And I'm like, okay, I have this. And then I have that. And then I got there. I'm like, okay, just chill out and just look around the room. Mm-hmm. Like notice where yep. you are and breathe. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed everything coming down and, you know, like I was still on time, but in my head, I'm like, I need to be 15 minutes early. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it was just like all of these things. I'm like, okay, just come back and be present. And once I was able to actually get my head out of my ass and back on top of my <laughs> shoulders and breathe, I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Like my blood pressure was great. <laughs> yes. What And what a powerful practice, right? To be able to pull yourself back in. It's really hard for a lot mm-hmm. of us to pull ourselves back in and ground in the moment. Um, but that's, that's why it's a practice. You know, that's why we have to continually try to do it all the time. Right. And that's the thing for everybody that's listening. It is, it is a practice. And, Mm -hmm. um, if, if you are in that space of finding yourself being like, oh my goodness, you're a little, um, not mindful. I love this suggestion. Bring your awareness to your feet, feel your feet, Mm -hmm. wiggle your toes, you know, like literally feel that connection to your body 
and the earth and just kind of like, okay, I'm here. I'm grounded. And eventually mm-hmm. we, we start coming back. But like you said, it's a practice. So for everyone that's listening on our little tangent that we just went <laughs> off of, be freaking mindful and practice it. <laughs> Absolutely. It'll change your life if you it, are. It, it, right? it really will. It will. So, Katie, this was great. As as we as we wrap up, I, I definitely have one more question for you, and then we're gonna pull okay. uh, mm-hmm. an oracle card from a, a beautiful deck that is called Nature's Whispers, and it's one of the most beautiful decks that I've I've ever received. I just got it as a gift for this this Christmas, um, and it's so powerful. And I'm like, I'm pulling one of these every episode this year to try to have like one one thing be exactly the same in each episode. It'll it'll be these oracle mm-hmm. <laughs> oracle cards, but before we jump into the pulling the oracle, what mm-hmm. is there anything that you're working on currently or workshops or events? I know that you offer a lot of things to to the mm-hmm. community. Is there anything that you, you can share with everyone if they want to come see you, hang out with you, work with you, connect with you in any kind of way? Absolutely. Thank you for asking that. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so one of, one of the big things that I've been doing the last... Um, I guess two years now is learning circles, uh, book clubs with a self-study twist. Mm -hmm. And that's actually another kind of way I came to even write this book is because through these book clubs, which if you've ever been, I don't know, have you done book clubs before? No. No. So I've been through a million of them, different kinds and all different styles throughout the years. Um, It's not a typical book club where we talk about the the literature itself and the character arcs and the story. No, we're looking at the, the, the story and then framing it within our own mm-hmm. lives and then talking about the themes as they relate to ourselves. Um, and so it's a very like vulnerable group it, sharing. Setup. Yeah. It sounds like it's a little book club and group coaching. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Um, we've all joked like this is the best group therapy ever, mm-hmm. you know, like in the group. So, um, so I've been doing that for about two years and they, they, these different people, all the different people have, you know, when I share different stories or examples, they've been so encouraging saying, you need to tell more people all these things. This is really powerful mm-hmm. stuff. And that's really, again, where, where the book came from, um, the motivation over this past mm-hmm. year. So I've been doing learning circles. The next one is coming up um, January this month. We meet twice a month. We always meet online. So anyone, wherever you are in the world can join us. Um, and this month's book is called chatter, um, by Ethan cross. It's all about the mind stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, all the things we say in our mind and how to calm it down. Like we were just talking about earlier, actually. Uh Um, and so you don't even have to read the book, honestly, to be a part of the book club. (laughs) You, whoever signs up, I'm also going to send a curated list of podcasts and other YouTube videos or Ted talks, whatever it may Mm -hmm. be so that you can take in as much or as little of the content as you want. Um, and then join us and talk about our own lives as it relates to the book. So Chatter will be the one in January. Um, and we have the books picked out for the whole semester online. So people can go to my website, which is beanagentforchange.com with the number mm-hmm. four, be an agent for change. Or you can read it as being agent for change. Uh-huh. Um, either way. That's great. That's great. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, you can find the information there. And the the learning circles are through Nectar Yoga Studio. You can also find the information and sign up for them directly on on their page as awesome. well. Awesome. And I'll put those links in the show notes for everybody to have have easy easy access. Awesome. Thank you for, for that. that. And Katie, to keep you in in um, connection with the oracle that we're going to pull, what number is in your head? Eleven. Eleven. All right. Let's see what card. Is that too no, high? No, no. There's like probably 40. So 11 is great. Okay, so good. Let's see what okay. card 11 is. 11. And Katie, I don't know if you can see me on our little setup. Um, okay, I can. Great. Yes. So, so you'll be able to see the card too. And our card is, oh, these are so beautiful. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Get out of here. Look at that. Now. How right, isn't it? And that's why I, I really feel pulling at the end like this kind of adds because it's like I think we talked about being vulnerable a little bit. Oh, without a doubt. Um, and f- 
I mean, fragile thoughts. What's more? Right. And, and we're going to look in the book and see what, what the little message is from this card. And for everybody that, that's listening, it, it looks like it is a beautiful young lady curled up in a leaf that might be floating down the river. The sun is out. There's, I don't even know. There's a lot of good stuff going on in this. So let's see what this, what our, our message from the book is about being vulnerable. And what a great, just a great word for Mm -hmm. to start the new year how can we all be a little more vulnerable this year all right where are you number 34 <laughs> all right so this is what our card says about vulnerability you may be feeling like you should withdraw this is an opportunity to wait and regroup you are in the need of some rest and relaxation you might even be feeling overwhelmed take some much needed downtime Take in your surroundings, notice the season and the changes that are taking place in nature. Things are constantly evolving. Think about the clouds you see in the sky. They are constantly moving, changing, and reshaping themselves. Allow yourself to connect with Mother Earth and nature in a deeper way. Align your rhythm with the heartbeat of the Earth and slow your thoughts and emotions down. Trust that everything will work out all signs that things work themselves out are all around you. Take notice. Mm. Wow. And Damn. in an interesting way, <laughs> like I think that's really that little tangent that we went off on about being mindful just came right back in, in different words about vulnerability and just being in the moment. Absolutely. And the alignment. I love that line align yourself with the rhythm of the earth. What, what was that line? That was beautiful. Right. Let, let, let me open back up. Let me find page 34 again. Sorry, <laughs> no, sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, just, and the alignment. I just love, yeah. you know, I think that's what we talked a lot about. Align too. your rhythm with the heartbeat of the earth and slow your thoughts heartbeat. and emotions down. Oh, that is poetic. That is beautiful. I love Very that. much. So, Thank you for sharing. You're that. welcome. So, for everyone that's listening, I'll put a link to the show to, in the show notes to this beautiful oracle deck. It's Nature Whispers. Nature Whispers by Angel Heartfelt and Josephine Wall. Absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous deck. Katie, sure. thank you so much for being here, for taking some time to chat. And uh, I'm excited to read your book when it comes out in May. And thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This has been, I mean, I just love nerding out on all of this uh, great yoga philosophy and manifestation and vulnerability and all of it is, is phenomenal. Thanks for everything that you're doing and uh, getting all of this inspiration out to the world. I really appreciate your work um, and being able to meet with you today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. And for everybody that's listening out there, thanks for joining us today. I'll be back tomorrow with our daily shot of inspiration. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and I'll see you soon.